0: Number five. We'll read verses five through eleven. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please remember all of those names in prayer and let's reflect upon those and ask that God would continue to do a work and touch. In Jesus' name, Sister Helen Watkins, keep your hand upon her. We give to you thanks and we praise you amen let's pray for her once again lord i thank you and praise you i worship you hallelujah i honor you and exalt you praise god our faith and the example that we live in faith you know that if you're a god that bottles up every tear amen you're a god that walks with us through every mountain high every valley low And when we come to the crossing of the Jordan, you're a God that carries us over. And I pray that your peace and strength would touch her and be with her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We give to you thanks. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. That's an example. That is something that we should pursue. Not our own mind. But the mind of Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. There was a self-expression of what cannot be seen in the visions of Jesus Christ because he is the express image of God. But made himself of no reputation. Everyone say no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Are you thankful for Calvary tonight? I'm so thankful he humbled himself. I'm thankful he took upon the form of a servant. Then verses 9, 10, and 11 are a primitive hymn. They are a Christological primitive hymn that probably was sung Verse 9, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The hymn of servitude him of servitude. Lord, we thank you and praise you tonight. We recognize and reflect upon this passage of Scripture what you have richly done each and every one of our lives that the God of glory would take upon himself the form of a servant and become obedient unto the cross is the very reason why we are in the house of God tonight. We give to you thanks and we worship you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. The hymn of servitude. What a powerful passage of scripture that can be found in Philippians. As Paul reflects on the ability of God, the mind of Christ Jesus, the reputation. He made himself of no reputation. He takes upon himself the form of a servant. You look in the Old Testament, you will find that God moves us from slavery to servitude. In both the Old Testament and the New Testament, the word for slave and servant is the same. In the New Testament, it's due loss. It's a slave or a servant. You Start looking through the Old Testament, you will find that God chooses and picks out In history, individuals who have a heart of servitude. Some of the great examples are Moses, connected to the enslavement and the bondage of the children of Israel, found their lives full of pain and anguish because the Egyptians were putting them under strict bondage, persecution. Pharaoh rose up that did not know Joseph did not reflect on the things of Joseph and so the children of Israel as they multiplied they were kept as slaves for their labor there was a man by the name of Moses that adopted the posture of a servant in his initial call recognizing that I am going to choose not to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter every trial that I'm going to go through as a leader I'm going to take on the posture that God is calling these people from slavery and he's calling them out. And through the example of his own leadership, he takes on the posture of a servant. He is a direct shepherd that guides even when his sister and his brother rise up against him. He is reminded through the voice of the Lord that they are speaking against God's faithful servant. We know about his intercession as he responds before the Lord when God wants to call another people out. Moses makes intercession and says, if these people cannot be found in your sight, then take me as well. Moses can be memorialized as one who had a passionate pursuit of, of God's presence. He had a selfless intercession for his people, and it set him apart as the servant of the Lord. Moses was a great servant. David, even though he was a king, he cast off some of the resemblances of oriental kings. He was a king that was a servant of the Lord. He developed a habit of dependent Prayer upon God. He had an attitude of saying, Who am I? and at the same time saying, How great are you? Because of that attitude and that mentality, he had a servant's heart. Praise God. God even said, specifically, even with all the failures of David and Israel as a nation, For the sake of thy servant David, his kingship will be under Messiah's rule. It's going to be under the kingship of David because he's a man after God's own heart. He is a servant. He is a servant king who departed from the standard practice of oriental monarchs and submitted his rule to the will of the almighty. Even when he had the status and the ability, he still had a heart for God. And he had a hunger to make sure that it is right. Who could pass by Psalm 51 when he reflects upon God's spirit? Take not your spirit and blessing from me. Wash me from mine iniquity and I shall be clean. Purge me with hyssop. Blot me not out of your book, but blot out my transgressions. David was a servant. Even Israel, even Israel when they were blind and deaf to God's overtures and his love to them, God wanted to reflect upon them as his servant to a world, to strengthen and to uphold, to renew and revitalize, to liberate Israel and Jacob, that they would be his servant. And yet, in many ways, they failed so miserably. We read in the New Testament, Jesus Christ is a great example of servitude. And in this hymn, Paul is reflecting to the church at Philippi the ability of Jesus and how we should imitate him. We should follow after, have the mind of Christ. Not that things would center upon us, but that God would take us from slavery and he would make us a servant. Anybody have a testimony here tonight? The devil is a slave master. He's a slave master. Addictions are bondage and chains. Anybody got a testimony tonight that you were enslaved, but God called you out of slavery and he moved you into something different. Pray God. He moved you into becoming a servant of God and to doing the work of God. It's the same word, but you're not a slave anymore. That is compulsory. You're not forced to do something. People say, well, I can that away anytime I wanted to it's not so easy friend of mine he's a cruel taskmaster And when the devil sinks his hooks in you, it's not so easy to get away. But God calls us out of slavery, and he takes the same word, and he says says it's not something that you're coerced or forced to do, but now it's something that you voluntarily do. I want you to know in the house of God tonight, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ, not because I'm forced to do anything, but because I want to do it. Amen. I want to serve him want to serve him in every capacity I saw an interview with Lamar Odom who was a basketball player very uh, great basketball player who was giving an interview talking about when he took cocaine for the first time describes his whole career and his life and everything that transpired with that and said at the end of the interview if only I would not have done that the first time Because he said what happens is you can never reach the same high. This is known stuff. This is not anything that you don't know. But you never reach the same high, and you're always chasing it. And it costs you more drugs and more money and more pain and more anguish trying to reach what you experienced the first time. I want you to know in the house of God tonight that the Holy Ghost is something that seemingly gets better. I thank God for the initial infilling of the Holy Ghost, but it seems to get better every time. Hallelujah. There's moments in my life when I'm not chasing something, but God pours something out on me that gives me the ability to make it from day to day to day and wake up and say, this is a new morning, this is a new day, I've got a new song, and the anointing of God is in my life to serve him. To serve him. And so this theme of God taking us from slavery to servitude reaches its climax in a stunning application that's talking about the incarnation of Jesus in Philippians chapter number two. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. The expression of his very essence is invisible. You cannot see God, no man hath seen God At any time, the only begotten son, which comes out of the bosom or the word that comes out of God's plan and statement becomes something that is invisible and it becomes visible. And the only visibility that you can see in the Godhead is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ, though he was the creator of all things, takes upon himself the role of a servant Amen. Some did not recognize this. Some passed him by, passed over him, not seeing his ability. They wanted to make him the Messiah. They wanted to, by force at one point, make him the Messiah because they saw his power and his ability. But he took upon himself the form of a servant, and he revealed himself. The word became flesh. He made himself of no reputation, meaning That he became what humanity is. You do not serve a God that is uh, superior and sovereign so much so that he can't understand what we go through. But he took upon who we are so that he could live out who we are and be a servant through that. A servant to the death of the cross, which gave to us blood that washes and cleanses, nailed himself upon a tree, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us, giving us an opportunity in the house of God tonight to say, thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. I'd still be a sinner. I'd still be in dysfunction. I'd still be ruled by addiction. I'd still be enslaved. But thank God, God brought liberty, and he brought freedom. and he raised me up and he gave me an opportunity to lift my hands and to lift my voice and he called me to be a servant called me to be a servant I want to give him my time and my ability willingly to him the face of Jesus is the face of God it's the only face of God no one will ever see God except where he has revealed himself in and through Jesus Christ and this passage of scripture said that he took upon himself no reputation took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself became obedient unto death even the death of the cross and then the refrain you should work on this this is an old primitive song how can you take a primitive song and put a modern melody to it I don't know I'm not sure, but this is rich material. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Why do you folks say the name so much? Why do you talk about the name so much? Because there's healing in the name. There's power in the name. That's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the any. That is a God that is the first and the last and it's all wrapped up in the totality of the name. This is why we don't curse in the name, but we worship and glorify the name. It's the name that saves us. It's the name that washes and cleanses us. It's the name that is attached to Calvary. It's the name that buries and remits our sins. It's the name of the Holy Ghost that is in our life. Praise God. Highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. This scripture is powerful because it makes a declaration. You're going to bow whether you want to or not at some point in time. There is a judgment that is coming, and his name is above all names. And at that name, every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in the earth, and things under the earth. I want you to know in this place tonight, I'm declaring I'm not going to be forced to bow. I'm going to bow willingly, I'm going to exalt him willingly. I'm going to praise him willingly. I'm going to worship him willingly because he's carried every sin of mine to the cross. Hallelujah. So I'm going to exalt him and praise him willingly. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord means something there. That means something fascinating to that early church because when you said Jesus was Lord, you put yourself on a limb. You were making a bold political statement that Jesus is Lord and Caesar is not. I may give my dues to Caesar, but ultimately he's not my Lord. He's not the one that rules me. He's not the one that directs me. I'll pay taxes to him because I have to. That's a civil duty and and that's part of the whole economic structure, but he's not the Lord of my life praise God I'll, I'll go to the Colosseum I'll lose my life I'll be persecuted the early church would say I'll take upon all of that because I'm willing to say that Caesar is not the one that directs my life but the Lord is the one that directs my life and Jesus is Lord I'm not following the dictates of the world nor am I following the leaders of the world or the politicians of the world or anybody that's influencers in the world I'm following Jesus Christ who is the Lord i I'm following him for every little thing and every great thing and everything in between. I'm putting my confidence in him because he's Lord of all. He's Lord of all things. Amen. To the glory of God. Jesus is Lord. He takes us from being a slave. And he brings, the same word, do doulos, slave, servant. And he brings us, he transfers us He so eloquently takes us from that and using the same terminology, he brings us into an example of being a servant. Here is Christ who for a time surrendered the exercise of his divine prerogative, (laughs) willingly surrendered it, his exercise of divine prerogative in order to die for mankind on a cruel cross. This is what God has done for you and what he's done for me. Praise God. Praise God. This is what God has done for you and what he's done for me. Amen. He didn't call me out of slavery to become something different than a servant. He called me out of slavery to be a servant. God has called you to serve in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. God has called us to, be, to have the mind of Christ, which is to follow that example and that lifestyle praise God I'm thankful for people who were servants I want to be a servant I want to strive for that praise God the world is all about me and they've got their own worldview and philosophy about all of that stuff but Jesus Christ said I'm going to take upon myself the form of a servant and I'm going to serve one of the greatest examples that could ever be given was a service in the in the last supper in which they were sitting on And they were eating, they were talking about things and Jesus was trying to explain some things and pretty soon they got to discussing among themselves who would be the greatest. And in that discussion, all of a sudden someone starts washing their feet and they look down and recognize it's not a servant who would typically do that duty. But it's Jesus himself. Peter rises up and says, you will not wash my feet. Peter always extending himself and his opinion. Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. Peter said, not only my feet, but the rest of my body also. Jesus said, that's not necessary. What I'm trying to lay down for you is an example of servitude that if I, your Lord and master, wash your feet, how much more should you wash your brother and your sister feet in servitude? Praise God. the." God calls us from slavery, and he calls us to service. I want us to stand together tonight, and I want us each and every one of us to pray, amen, that God would call us out of slavery and into a life of service. we do that right now, it's a simple prayer. God, I love you and praise you. I thank you and magnify you. Hallelujah. Stand before you with uplifted hands and exalt you. I pray that you would call us out of slavery. And you would call us into the service of God. Praise God. We're not doing it because we're forced to. It's not compulsory. We're doing it because it's voluntary. We love you and we praise you and we magnify your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel a sweet spirit of the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Come on, let's just continue in this vein just for a moment. Lord, we thank you in everything that we do, every bit of life, every, every stage of life, no matter how busy and distracted we get, help us never to take our eye off the ball that I can be a servant of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I thank you for everything that you brought me out of. I thank you for picking me out of miry clay and establishing us. But let it not go for naught and let it not be in vain. But, Lord, let me stand before you and say, I want to be a willing servant of the Lord. Praise God. Called to be a servant of God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You can be seated. I want all the young people to come up here. And if you're.